0: You're listening to the Hustle Culture Podcast, where we profile hustlers from all over the world as they go through the climb and seek to make a difference. Here are your hosts, Tayo Roxon and Carlos Gill.
1: Welcome everybody to the Hustle Culture Podcast, where we profile entrepreneurs as they go through the climb and discuss the journeys that they've had. So today's episode is a little different. I still have my co-host as always. It's Carlos Gill, but we're going to do a little of his and hers. Uh, we we hustled our way to this episode because we we had to change guests, but as our promise is to you to provide value, we want to make sure we we go about the hustling in a different way. But we have two great entrepreneurs, two people, one in the creative services and one in the social media industry, and we're going to have a his and hers opinion on what their journey has been like and kind of what the uh entrepreneurship world is like in their world, Los. Tapping in Hustlers, thank you so much for joining us for another
0: episode of the Hustle Culture Podcast. I want to first say thank you to everyone that's watching us here on today's episode on Blab. We appreciate having the live studio audience. Make sure that you tell a little bird. Let's get the Twitters chirping, and let's give some props to our guests that are joining us here today. And also, big shout-out and thank you to all of you that have subscribed on iTunes to the Hustle Culture podcast. You guys rock. Thank you for all the reviews that you've left us. And if you haven't checked out the show, if you haven't left out a review yet, make sure that you go ahead and do that. So we're here with another episode, like Tayo said. We had to make we had to make a pivot and change. Our guests had an unforeseen circumstance come up um, at last minute. So hey, in true hustle fashion, you know, we had to go and, and get our guests are joining us today. Let's start with the lovely Q the brand. Monique and Robert Blake. Welcome to the hustle culture guys.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All
0: right. Thank you I so like to start things with talking with about the, our the, weekly the, grind right. and this is where Tyo and I we talk about what we've worked on in the past week and we're also going to change it up this week. We want to invite Roberto and Monique to talk about their weekly grind and what they had to either overcome or some of the challenges they faced, or even some of the accomplishments that they achieved. So For this week's weekly grind, let's start it off with with Q, ladies first
2: awesome so i'm super stoked to share i mean this is uh this is definitely relevant to hustle culture but also some real talk um i've been in business for five years this month was my fifth anniversary and super exciting but super scary um i target as i was saying before the restaurant and hospitality industry most restaurants have a life expectancy of three to five years so a marketing company geared towards restaurants might have a life expectancy of three to five years. So it's time to pivot. As you all know, social media also has taken um, a different turn with all these tools and whatnot. So, you know, I started targeting the higher end clients, uh, the more skibble sustainable clients. Um, and I'm a salesperson, man. My first my first job was a telemarketer. I'll sell you the old clothes out of your closet. You know, <laughs> I, I love to sell. But the problem is, is that I'm, I'm a closer. So when Closing a client took nine months. I started to feel like I don't know how to close anything anymore. And so in the last week and a half, I closed a client after nine months. I also closed two or three big clients in a day. One was one day and the other two were in like two days. So I closed three or four clients in the last week and a half. I have four more potentials. I was networking my like the heck out of my brand this week. So, um, I'm starting to feel that vibe again that i can actually do it
1: awesome okay okay no that's that's definitely great news to hear and um you know roberto since you're a guest we want to have you go next
3: all right so um my weekly grind has been uh pretty intense there's been a lot of things going on in the different spaces that i play in um i got out three uh different articles uh this past week uh I have something else that's going to be coming up. I did a YouTube uh, article over on medium.com specifically encouraging creators not to freak out about this whole new YouTube Red thing that's going on. I've been fielding a lot of questions about that. Uh, I did uh, both episodes of my two Blab shows this week. Uh, Mondays I did Create Awesome Live, and this past Friday I did uh, YouTube Biz Talk where we talked a lot about the new YouTube Red features and what's going on also talked uh, a lot of strategy, had a lot of great guests for that. Did uh, out of my, um, they were in the sixth day of the week technically from my week starting Monday. So I grinded out the six YouTube videos uh, for the week so far. Uh, I have another one coming out today, possibly another two coming out today. Uh, I got Tayo a video that I've owed him for a while. I got that out today. I got a, a awesome video about why millennials are awesome that I filmed while at NextGen Summit where me and Tayo met. So that dropped uh, today, so people can definitely check that out over on the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Blake 2 But, yeah, it's just been a regular grind for me on the client side. I had, like, maybe uh, five prospects this week, three that I think uh, we're moving forward, and I'm prepping to speak at Revolve Conference next week. So that's what my week's been like. <laughs>
0: wow, awesome. Yeah. Hey, kudos to both of you hustlers out there. For those watching on Blab, let's let's prop them up because they are living and embodying what hustle yeah. is all about. It's, it's week to week, and you guys are definitely crushing it out there. So I know as we move on with this episode, Roberto, I definitely want to chat with you about uh, YouTube's new uh, subscription model and also what you're working on on YouTube. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go before we uh, transition over to Tayo. My weekly grind was all about setting forward priorities for 2016. And I do this every single year before the new year comes around. I get just this rush of energy, which is all about planning. And I start to write down what am I hoping to accomplish in the year ahead and how am I going to get there? So in addition to my day job, there's also a lot of other projects that I plan on being involved in. And I really think that the way to be financially independent is by having multiple income streams. And with that being said, it's about having – A lot of different seeds out there that you are constantly planting and watering. And part of my strategy is to have conversations. And I think we might have talked about this um, in a couple uh, episodes ago, Tyle, but I believe a lot in taking conversations offline. And there's so much that social media can do to help introduce you to new connections and really be that bridge. But you have to have conversations offline. And I spent a lot of this week, again, Writing down what do I hope to accomplish in the new year, who do I want to work with, and actually picking up the phone and having conversations with people. So that was my weekly hustle. And with that, my man, I turn it over uh, to you, Tyo.
1: Well, uh, you, you three are just uh, you know really on fire. You guys are putting me to shame. But before I before I talk about my hustle, I want to say this is a quote that I really, I recently came across and I really resonate with. And it goes like, "Discipline is just choosing between." what you want now and what you want most, right? And I think that that resonates with a lot of us hustlers because this week I had that intention to do the 2016 Mm -hmm. thing as well. And Roberto and I and Carlos and I, we've talked about this. So I put down the framework for a speaking tour that I'll be involved in next year. And then I also decided to get over the fear of reaching out to people. One of my biggest fears was reaching out to CEOs of other, of like established media companies because I run a media company and thinking that I wasn't ready. So I reached out to one of them in one of this random uh, um, 2 a.m. nights that I'm up. And to my surprise, I got a response, which goes out to the hustle thing. You never know who you're going to respond. So I reached out to him. I said, subject, I thought you might be interested in this. And then I just told him, I pitched him the idea I had. And the next day, he reached out to me. And now they want me to meet. And I'm freaking out internally. But it's also part of the, 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 the idea that you never know. Who's going to respond if you don't put yourself out there? And uh, I know, Carlos, you talk about this a lot. And I, I'm really excited that we have these two here to talk about the importance of putting yourself out there and positioning yourself in front of influencers. Because if you take yourself seriously, exactly. they will take you seriously. So that was kind of my weekly hustle. I was getting over that fear of reaching out to people, thinking I'm not ready, and also putting down the plan for, for 2016. I was going to say, how many you know, times uh, did you and
0: I uh, chat throughout you know, this week, Tile?
1: We talked, I don't know, over at least more than 10 times at least. I mean, and again, like (laughs) this is the power of
0: social media, right? For those of you that that are just new to listening to hustle culture, Tyle and I we connected through social a couple of years ago. And I've always seen in Tyle just this drive and this aspiration and this hustle that has just it's drawn me to him. And once blab <laughs> came came about to be and I actually got to see Tayo in the human form and just so you guys know we've actually met each in person before we hung out earlier this year when I was in New York so I really got a chance to meet Tayo and and get to really feel his character and that passion live you know offline but when blab came out and I saw what he was doing with use your difference you know we reached out and was like you know let's start up this let's start up this show on blab that we can carry over to iTunes and make it a series around spotlighting hustlers and entrepreneurs and people are doing really amazing things. So we've been talking almost on a daily basis since we launched the show and uh, love working with you, Tayo. And again, man, 2016, I think it's uh, a fresh slate for everyone. We're going to do some amazing things.
1: Um, yeah, you're, you're going to make me cry in air right now. Come on, come on. You can't, you can't do that right now. But I really appreciate the kind words and um, and, and uh, thank you for that. And you know, I feel the same about you and, I, and, and I'm glad that we're doing this because I think, um, like we said, this will lead into the next sec- next question actually. Since we just finished that segment, is as we go through and meet many entrepreneurs, Carlos, we always are fascinated by their stories because every time we ask them what their hustle is and what the definition of hustle is, they come up with different definitions and what that meant to them. And it, many times it's a pivotal time for them. For me, it was a near death experience. Other people, it's like you know a loss of a wife or a divorce. So I, I, I'm curious. It, you know, we're gonna do the ladies first, as usual. So, Q, to be ready for <laughs> I don't every even first know question. If this is a
2: good thing or what? <laughs> what, what, what,
1: what those, <laughs> it's a good <laughs> thing. It's a good thing because we're matching. What does um, what does hustle mean to you? And what is your oh hustle?
2: hustle to me? Hustle is like the feeling of you are the only one that can make or break yourself. You're the only one that that can do the work, that can um, preach your message, and and and. Um, Achieve your goals, so you just have to muster up that energy to get things done. You know, I am all about what Carlos just said. 2015 is is a new year, and it's it's a new chance for us to, um, you know, achieve new goals or the same goals. We get another chance at them. Um, I'm ready for 2016. 2015 has been the most challenging year of my life um, professionally and personally, but I was still able to to hustle, you know, but I, I always think that I could do more. So I think part of hustling is also the feeling that you're not doing enough. I don't know about you all.
3: So um, I think that that's an amazing definition of hustle. And I really like that. And I like how like that becomes a very like personal thing. But I'm going to uh, go more broad on mine, but also specific. Uh, So a little background. I started out a long time ago back in middle school, high school, running track and cross country. And that's where I actually first heard the term hustle in my life. So I've always used it as a sports metaphor. And I think that uh, our friend Gary V would appreciate this. So for me, uh, hustle becomes purposefully moving toward a clearly defined goal with a sense of urgency. And I get that from being a track and field guy, because it's about the intention of getting to that finish line as quickly as possible. So you've got the sense of urgency, the finish line, you know, exactly where that is. You know, exactly how many laps that is. You know, that's your mile, your two mile or your 10 K. So you're taking all the steps that it takes to get there. And that's the process of the work. And it's not enough to just run hard and exhaust yourself. You have to be looking to do that with a sense of urgency and purpose you're doing this you're running with intention so it's about your form it's about how you're getting there and it's about getting there without killing yourself so that's what uh to me you know hustle is and that's how i define it and i use that as something that people can take that's actionable
2: roberto i got a comment if you guys don't mind Um, go for it i'm all about i'm actually trying to find this balance because i am and these two know that I'm an intense person and it's because, you know, I, am a survivor in, in life and, and I'm, I'm hustling all the time. Um, and it is hard to find that balance, but, um, there's a certain amount of intensity that I think you have to have. I mean, it's almost like just intensity passion to keep that hustle yes. going.
3: So as the question, right. Right. Is the question how you find the balance of that?
2: Uh, did I say question? I meant comment. Uh,
1: (laughs) no, 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 It wasn't, it wasn't a question. It was a comment. Um, but you know, no, I'm I'm with Roberto, you know, I'm I'm a a big sports guy,
0: as I know you are as well, Tyo. And every time that you hear about a hustle, right, it's about, it's the fourth quarter. You're tired. You know, you gotta hustle to grind up the quarter, up the field and make that winning shot. So when I think of a hustle in the business sense, I make the sports connection of it's about hard work, right? It's about putting all the obstacles aside. It's about taking the word failure out of your vocabulary and just going out and grinding and getting it. We all know that business isn't easy. We all know that if you want to accomplish something, you have to work. You have to grind to get there. And what's going to set you apart, what's going to set the winners and the mediocres apart is hustle. So you've got a lot of folks that are average. And it's easy to be average. You just show up. You're average. But if you really want to supersede your peers and take your game to the next level, whatever it might be, whether it's working for a company or having your own business or being a speaker, if you want to get to that next level, you have to grind to get there and overcome anything that gets in your path. And it could be not making money. You know, how are you going to hustle to accomplish success without making money and still get by? You know, just for example. So that's how I view hustle. It's what you really have inside of you. It's that tenacity that drives you to the next level.
1: Got, we've got a great question here from the audience. There's, and it's two around that. It's uh, with Tony and um, Daily Fast Blog. One says, what about the negative connotation? And the other is, um, don't you guys worry about being too aggressive? So, what do, what, Is this what do you a lady's
2: first thing? That? <laughs> uh, you know, um, sure, I can no, say nah. that I have started using um, hustle or hustler or hustle culture in even like my Facebook posts or Twitter, you know, Twitter posts. Um, and people start, you know, calling me out and saying, like, you know, I know what you mean, but it sounds like you mean something else or, you know, the negative part of it. And, you know, whatever. It's almost like a hater to me. You know, if if, if you are going to focus on that word and try and ch- challenge me and say, oh, you mean something else or you're really not doing what you say you're doing, you're just trying to be fake busy and a fake preneur and, and all that. I, I'm a, I'm a hustler. I have built all these businesses out of passion and need. Um, you know, I, I I don't worry about those comments. Mm-hmm. I just I just ignore them. Um and being aggressive, I would say, is is being like in, intense. People accuse me of being too serious or being being too intense. And um, I ignore that too, because the day they're not bills. At the end of the day, they're not my retirement plan. And you just have to fend for yourself. I mean, that's that's the kind of culture this is now. You know, right. um, you can't necessarily rely on employers if you're, you know, once you're an entrepreneur, it's really hard to go back. Really, really, really hard to go back to working for someone so i just ignore the noise
1: okay okay mr blake
3: well i'm going to um you know kind of answer this question and the one that just came up regarding that um because they come together and i totally agree with uh where you're coming from on that monique and i think you and uh carlos and Taya will agree with this as well is that the people who are trying to take it negatively they want to take it negatively They specifically want to do that, usually from a defensive stance or because they don't understand they've only seen people do it in a negative way. So I think it's important to communicate your own intentions and be very clear. And that's why a lot of times I won't just do like a Facebook post that just says blah, 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 hustle or something like that. I will do a long format post and give context and give the positive message of, what I'm trying to help people realize to push to do that, there is the outcome of I want success and good things for you. But I know that it takes hard work. And I want to give you a narrative that encourages you not to give up or not to talk yourself out of the work that success and happiness and prosperity or accomplishment requires. The work that being happy, being happy is a job. People don't realize that. To be happy, Mm -hmm. you have to position yourself to be happy. It's just like Carlos was using the analogy. It's watering and planting those seeds. If there's a bamboo tree, it takes watering that thing for six days. And if you miss one, it will not grow. And the happiness and the things you want in life are exactly the same, they require consistency. But when you talk about that, you have to be very clear in your communication or people are gonna take it as a negative. They're gonna take it as a pejorative. And then to the people who say, well, why are you talking about, why not just do and show, look, we live in a really noisy world, and I'm going to counterpunch, and I'm going to say something that people are not going to like. It's like if you're sitting quiet and you want to be a wallflower, you are going to lose because that is not realistic. It is romantic and is the, not the way the real world works. Mm-hmm. You want to show that you're the best. You want to do the best. You've got to do it. You've got to make people aware of it, and when you don't, you're cheating them because if you're the best of the best of the best with honor, sir, but you're trying to play a false humility game because it sounds cool or that's the way you were raised – you're not only are you going to lose, but you're cheating people out of the best experience they could have of having you instead of going with the loudest, noisiest person that got their attention. And that's the mistake. And that's why we market. That's why there's advertising. And that's where the value of it is, is because if you want to deliver and you genuinely want to create awesome experiences for people, you've got to show up. You got to be there. And when you show up, you got to get noticed. You got to get attention. And that's why Blab is probably one of the most important networking platforms today. Mm-hmm. So yes, sir, don't just you, do, you do work. Out. No, you know what? You know what? You know what I love about what Robert was
1: saying, Carlos? It, it's as simple. This is, this is how I see it. And he if puts the glasses I back I on. Think, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 point.
0: I hate to cut you off, Tile, but someone just, someone just uh, dropped in the comments here that oh, all okay. Roberto was getting fired up and he like <laughs> took the glasses off. And now he just put it back on.
2: Like it's going to get oh. good. He took the glasses off. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, yeah no i mean I'm basically i mean i guess um, you, you throw me off my pocket. what, what I was what, what i was saying is i, I think entrepreneurs as entrepreneurs you're inevitably, inevitably going to have um, haters you're never going to have people that question what you do but what you have to to get to a point of is being comfortable who you are getting clearing your intention getting clearing your vision and understanding that initially a lot of times you're going to have to be your biggest cheerleader and it's okay for you to be your biggest cheerleader because you're the one that is trying to build the business for yourself and make an impact. And if you let every single, you know, where it says, oh, that's too aggressive, that's too that, it's, uh, you know, it can definitely cause you to to question yourself more than you probably need to. I mean, I'm not saying Gary Vaynerchuk is the is the paragon or Steve Jobs is the paragon, but there are certain types of personalities that, that you know, they have a uh, successful businesses and people will say they're too aggressive, but I don't think they think about people worrying about them being aggressive, right? Then you have the quieter entrepreneurs who do what they do and they don't need to to be aggressive, but it works for them. But just do you and understand that it doesn't really matter what people think if they're not adding value to your business, understand that you have to take value and create to create, always create to create. I I wholeheartedly agree, you know, and and
0: we're getting some great dialogue, you know, and feedback here in the comments, so please definitely keep them coming. You know, I wanna go back to that earlier point about the word hustle. I, I agree, I think historically it has a negative connotation. You know, I, traditionally had heard the word hustle. And I think of two things. One, someone trying to hustle you out of money. So someone who comes around constantly just knocking on your door. You know, it could be anyone from an insurance salesman selling door to door to someone selling, you know, skincare products, but someone who's hustling you to try to make a a quick buck. And then you also think of, I'm a big rap fan. So you think of like hustlers, like Jay-Z before he became a rapper was like hustling in Brooklyn, selling drugs, right? You know, you think of like that connotation as well. Going back to it, you know, I see hustling as the drive that we have within us that's going to get us over that finish line, connecting it back to to the point that you made, Roberto, of sports, you know. And, and let's face it, you know, there's a fine line between being aggressive. I totally get that. But let's also keep it 100. You have to be your biggest fan. To your point, Kyle, you have that's to it. believe in yourself. And like Drake said, know yourself, know your worth. If you expect others to see that in you, because I'm going to tell you this, I've worked on both sides of the spectrum. I've worked in corporate and I've worked for myself and in corporate, Nobody is going to hand you a promotion and just say, Hey, I want to promote you because you wear nice clothes. Hey, I want to promote you because you have a lot of followers on social media. It doesn't work like that. You have to constantly internally be selling yourself to multiple stakeholders so they see the value that you bring. And that's where I think there's a very fine line between being aggressive and being just confident and knowing your stuff. And then the other side as an entrepreneur is you have to believe in your product. Again, it goes back to being your biggest fan. If you expect people to buy from you, you have to believe in what you have to offer. Even if it's not the best product in town, even if you don't run the biggest agency or the biggest company, at least know that when someone retains you to work with you, you're going to be able to offer and deliver as much value as you possibly can and more so than the next person. That's real talk.
2: You know what, Carlos? Yes. Yeah. I got to piggy- really- <laughs> piggyback on what you just said, and it's not going to be a sports analogy. You know, it's not a gender thing. I'm just saying it's not a sports analogy, but uh, thanks, Roberto. Um, I got to say something, you know, a lot about hustler, you know, hustle cultures, we're talking about intensity, passion, you know, aggression. Um, you know, some people might think that we're arrogant, but you know what? We also have to talk about that. We are still human you know, we still have feelings, we still actually need to, even though we're ignoring the, um, the noise, the negative noise. we still have to um, stand in our truths. If we are, you know, down on ourselves about, you know, like, I I can give you my example, I started to think that I couldn't close deals anymore, because they were taking too long. But I was targeting a different market. So I'm not gonna say that I was depressed, but I was starting to, get into this you know this mood or this phase where i'm like you know is this the right thing for me do am i doing the right thing and um you know it's it's noise it's a different kind of noise but i still had to um be in it i had to experience it so i'm not saying like we are superhuman i am saying like we still have feelings we still need to um experience the negativity and then move on because at a certain point like you can't just right. ignore everything you know what I mean? Like, you have to you have to no, experience yeah, it. You have to feel it, yeah. and then you have to do away with those negative feelings in another way. Am I making sense?
1: Absolutely. No, you are, and you know the thing you're saying, Q, that that's so so great. I think what entrepreneurs have to share, whether it's hustle or aggressive, whatever, is passion. But you're touching on the likability point that a lot of people have, and and that goes into a question that we have on the audience. It's this guy has been hustling for forty years, over over forty years. So he's not he's not a newbie. But um, he his question is uh, that in many cases an individual may be less effective because of the fear that they may lose likability points. Does anybody on the panel feel like they ever walk a tightrope between being effective and being liked?
2: Hmm. Being effective and being liked.
1: Oh, yep. That what's the line? What's the fine line between that? Yeah,
2: I'll I'll um, take a first
1: crack at it. You know, I'm
0: I'm someone that I've always cared about perception. I've always cared about being light, if you will. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, the older I become, the more comfortable I grow into my skin. And it's not that I make an effort to be light. I'm just myself. And you either are going to like me and love me or you're going to just dislike me because there's something that you see in me that you're just like, oh, this guy rubs me the wrong way. And, you know, some of my some of my mentors have told me throughout the years, just be yourself. Like early on in my career, I would always try to go above and beyond and overcompensate for being young, for not having that degree or that MBA. And like I said, I just let that go and I try to just be myself and be as passionate as I can and honestly just try to add as much value as I can to relationships and anything I touch and you either take it or you leave it. So, you know, I do agree. I think there's a fine line. You can't walk around just being an a-hole. You can't. You know, the world has enough of them. I always say the world has enough, enough of them. Don't be another one. Um, but also, no, like going back to the point with haters, there's always going to be people that just dislike you. They dislike what you're trying to accomplish. They dislike what you stand for. They're envious. They're jealous. They want to have what you have or what you're building. And, you know, you just got to brush them off and keep doing you, be you, move forward. Align yourself with people that help you elevate and step up your game. And if you keep doing that and just keep adding value to relationships, you'll never be hungry.
1: I agree. And I'm, I'm, I'm keeping with the sports and we're going to go to music as well. But um, so be more concerned. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are, why your reputation is. Is merely what others think you are. John Wooden, 10-time champion of uh, college uh, college basketball. And the reason why this is very important is that once you start being more comfortable with your character and who you are, the liking will come. I mean, if you can get someone like Taylor Swift and Adele and, and Beyonce having haters and they're still rocking it with the Grammys and winning, then, you know, there's no way you're going to avoid haters. But I can guarantee you that if they let the haters dictate what their next move was – um. You know, they probably wouldn't be where they are right now. So it's it's understanding that there's a way you can you can filter out the noise, but it's also the most important thing that you have to do is your character. I Carlos, you Schu- and Roberto. You know, I always say use your difference to make a difference, and that that's the mission statement of the company I have. And it's basically accentuating who you are. No one can ever be the next you, but you, but <laughs> the only person that can is you. And it, it, if you apply that to your business and your model and everything that you do, people will buy into you. Like you were saying an earlier point earlier with the, you're talking about, you might not have the best product, but you have to believe in yourself. If you watch Shark Tank, you watch a lot of people, you, how many times do you hear people say, you know, I don't really understand that, but I like you right. and I can work with you. And that, that's that, that's it. If someone sees they can work with you and that you're really ha- you're passionate about what you're doing, it's what's gonna happen. Because many of us in this panel, I can say for myself, exactly. We pivoted. I mean, when I first mo- when I first met you, Carlos, you know, I was still in my undergrad years. I was just fresh out of college, but I was not doing what I'm doing now. But it was the passion was something that was consistent. You also I was, was I was in Florida, Florida. I, I remember when you See, and I really started
0: engaging. It was uh, you know, what stands out for me is the night that yeah. the Heat won the championship. You and I were going you it and I were down going down back right, and right, forth. Right on twitter and you know honestly man at that point i was in my first role working for a brand when dixie running social media i'd never stepped on stage and spoken yet at a conference i wouldn't have dreamed that i'd be doing what i'm doing today and you know that climb would not have been possible to my earlier point without surrounding myself with the right people that's
2: super important
1: now now we're exactly and and roberto you 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 you, this is this is your this is your chance uh to to just talk about the importance of community because this is something that you're perfect at and this is how we built our relationship because you are essentially at that conference that's what we were doing we spent a lot of time together so i want to give you the chance to talk about the likability aspect building community and pivoting and understanding it's okay yeah
3: absolutely so i mean there's a lot that goes into that for likability, um, not unlike Carlos, I, like, you know, focused a lot when I was much younger on people liking me. And I would cry if they didn't. If people didn't yep. want to be my friend, I would be genuinely upset. It was the worst thing someone could do to me. Uh, today, not so much. And it's not because I've become egotistical or I've become an a-hole or anything like that. Um, or maybe it is. But I would argue that it's not. And I say that to say this, mm-hmm. is that there's this line where... Valuing yourself becomes very important and you have to recognize that as the self-awareness It's part of what all of us have been talking about is realizing what your value is and also you have to genuinely like and love yourself enough to get comfortable in your own skin and to give yourself a chance and to realize that people, it is not just something that people say when they say that if people don't like you, it is their loss. It's absolutely true. And you realize that when you realize what your unique value is and what you bring to the table and you bring to the world, what you want to give to your relationships, what you know your intentions are. If you know, I only wanna help people or I only want to educate people, or I only want people to be healthier and happier in their life, or I only wanna grow people's business and they're resisting you. And Carlos, you know this, you've worked in corporate America as have I before. Um, You know, As of many of you watching, um, sometimes you'll be in a situation where as a good employee, you'll be really good at your job but you'll be a crap employee because you have people who are resisting you and all you're trying to do is give them your best and give value. Um, Mark Cuban talked about his story with that, that he wanted to grow the business and make it successful. He was being resisted on that. He wasn't liked by his boss, but he was beloved by the clients. And as Mm -hmm. a result, he found that he just couldn't work for other people. So that was an issue of pivoting and where Mm -hmm. you might have to pivot. I thought when I was growing up that I was going to be a great animator and cartoonist because I was artistic and that's what I wanted to do. I was going to work for Disney or Marvel. I pivoted at 16, 17, realized I'd been making money as a web designer, as a teenager for years, and I had skills in tech and video and photography and Photoshop. Pivoted to graphic design, best decision I ever made. Pivoted in my career from doing creative services, working in corporate for other people while still freelancing and hustling like I did through college. To get to pay for my own schooling out of pocket, no loans. Uh, decided, you know what? That has to become my full-time grind. I'm leaving 90% of the value in the hands of my employer. I can do this on my own, and I'm being resisted in things that I can do better. And sure enough, I used the understanding of human relationships and social media to get to the conference where me and Tayo met four or five months ago, Next Gen Summit used social media, used the value of likability and engaging with people and being genuine and offering value. I said, look, I'm willing to come and shoot this conference and, you know, help you guys market it with video and do these things. Uh, Just bring me out. Would love to meet you guys. Love what you're doing. Went to a conference, met some of the greatest millennial minds of our generation, met some of the people who are hand to God. Some of my favorite people in the world now, you know, people like Tayo and other friends of ours. And, You know, it works and there was a question in the comments that I want answered before I let everybody else jump in here. There was a question about uh, the likability part of that and there was also a question about, um, I think the. It was how do you, how
1: do you separate constructive feedback with
3: haters? Exactly. As someone with 50,000 subscribers in YouTube, as many positive comments as I get, the proportion of negative comments is still probably less than 1% but the sheer volume of what that 1% represents as a human being is really annoying. And if I had a bad day, or if I was struggling like the, with depression like I used to, that would be very unhealthy for me. Even with it being the 1%, 1% might represent 50 people giving me crap for no reason. And how you differentiate whether someone's legitimately a critic, because one thing me and Gary V disagree on is he says, respect your haters. I go respect your critics, ignore your haters. Because T-Swift, haters going to hate, shake them off. You got to do that for your (laughs) mental and emotional So true. Uh, She's got a point. I love that song, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Critics, here's how you differentiate differentiate a critic. I said this in one of my own talks. It's when someone gives you accurate, actionable advice, Mm -hmm. meaning that it's accurate. They took the time to assess what was going on or even ask questions and get a grasp of the situation And then speak to it in a way of not just I don't like this, but, hey, uh, this specific thing, I had these issues with it for these reasons, and here's what I think could be improved. And then it's advice in a sense of take it or leave it or do what you're going to do with that, not, well, if you don't listen, you're egotistical. Or if you don't listen, then you're just a bad listener or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It is constructive criticism. So, Tayo, you've told me constantly uh, in a very constructive way that, Roberto, sometimes – you ramble roberto sometimes you over talk or interrupt people because you get excitable i know your enthusiasm here's some things you can do to be better at that and that's what is accurate actionable advice not actionable advice something that'd be a hater is you think you're so bloody smart or you talk too much or why don't you learn to shut up that's haters
2: i think what you mean roberto i'm sorry is challenging (laughs) your character are you is someone challenging your character or are they challenging you know what you're trying to um the delivery of your message your you execution know?
3: right yeah. yeah if someone says you can execute better versus you suck that is the difference mm-hmm. and so um differentiate there and don't put up with attacks but you don't have to you don't have to fight every keyboard warrior you could do what i do which is delete <laughs> What is a keyboard warrior for for those that
2: watch Nicole Arbor? He watches Nicole Arbor.
3: (laughs) Um, I did. (laughs) No, but, you know, Um, because someone sent them to me. But um, (laughs) for those who don't know, a keyboard warrior is somebody it's like what we refer to as a troll in Internet culture. It's somebody who is hiding behind their anonymity and not getting and putting their face and their real name out there the way that we do. Um, wow. And putting their credibility and their self on the line, putting themselves out there, they're hiding behind an avatar, they're hiding behind a fake pic, they're hiding behind a little egg in Twitter, um, and they're not really being accountable and owning what they say, and standing up for it. If you want to have legitimate, constructive criticism of someone, you got to put your own credibility on the line to do that, or it doesn't mean much. So said here, uh, IG stands for internet right. gangster.
2: <laughs> and it goes back to, I'm um, sorry. All right, so, ahead.
1: so. The- no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, can't, I, I, I would be rude to not like All right, talk thank to you. You, you got to talk. So I'm going to so, say yeah. that
2: it it goes back. We're going to go back full circle and we're going to talk about, you know, do we care about if we are liked or do we care about our character? Wasn't that what you were saying, Carlos? Yes. The character? Okay. So yeah, then it's that goes. right there that's going to get you through the 1% of negative comments, Roberto. It's going to, I mean, you have to have a certain amount of thick skin. Uh, you know, to be on the internet and to put yourself out there because you know, every, everything is, is, is out there on the interwebs, you know, and once people share it and you know, your, your weak moment can turn into this like the weakest moment of your life in two seconds on the internet. And so you really have to know who you are, be comfortable in your skin. You just have to.
0: Yeah. You know what? I actually get fueled by criticism. I think criticism is actually a gift because I look at criticism as constructive criticism. You can't really improve if you don't know what people truly think about you or your product. So, what if they're not right? Well, no, but you have to take it for what it is because you know, perception is reality. So if someone says to me, like, Carlos, I really don't like this about you for XYZ reason, I actually, instead of taking it to heart, I, I really appreciate that. What I don't but respect
3: what is... That what's that? What if they just say, Carlos, you suck. No qualifier. You know, that's different. Yeah, right? no, well, it's like, well, why What's do their I their perception? You were right. You know, sometimes if they feel someone... like, I just don't like you. Well, I'll, I'll give you guys <laughs> a perfect example.
0: So, a couple of weeks ago on Facebook, someone was making comments about our show because of Tayo's lighting and just went on and on about it. And I was like, I messaged the guy, I was like, dude, like, we're not in a professional studio. We're all in our houses recording for an iTunes production. So, This guy went on and on. But you know what? Again, it's like it's constructive criticism that you can either blow it off or you can actually take it as being value. What I disrespect and dislike is when people just hate and they hate on someone because of their character and they don't understand the drive that that person has. They don't understand the hustle. They don't understand what makes them get up in the morning and be them and and do what they do. And I always say, you know, haters don't pay my bills. So if you're going to hate on me. I can either brush it off and just ignore it you exist or at least approach me and let's get to know each other, get to know who I am before you're going to just pass judgment.
1: <laughs> so I, I, Alex has a question for me on lighting. So normally I look like wh- what Roberto looks like, but as you know, because <laughs> my light, as you know, because I, I had the, the, the uh, I had to re- refresh the computer, I, I just had to come out with the camera because I didn't want to keep you all waiting. But how I took the criticism, I honestly didn't, by the time I had seen it, you know, I was at work. It was like twenty threads of people going back and forth, and I was like, it had gone to the point where it wasn't constructive to even respond, because then, it, you know, if someone was having conversations with other people, and there were many side conversations. So I, I just, I just left alone. Um, but you know, for those, for me, I, you know, I didn't care. <laughs> it didn't bother me. I, I knew, you know, I do know that the lie didn't needs to be worked on, but it, the way his approach was something that I didn't feel like I needed to to respect by responding to, because he just said. I will never, ever uh, recept people that don't have good lighting. And that's what he said. So then I was like, fine. So I left it alone. But to, to I, we, I know we're wrapping up, so we've got like 20 more minutes, 15 to 20 more minutes. I really want to give the audience a chance to get into the early stages of you, of you all. So I know, Q, you, you've talked about, you know, feeling the press and Roberto, you've also talked about feeling the press. And the reason that the reason that I bring that up is there are many low points in entrepreneurs. I, you know, I've, I, I say it often. I said it in one episode, I was $20,000 in debt at the beginning of the year. And I, and I worked my way out of that. And you know, I know Carlos, you've certainly been in those type of situations, but the reason I'm bringing this point up is there's that point where as a hustler, as an entrepreneur, you're trying to mm-hmm. figure out what that next move is. You're questioning yourself. Should I get back into this? Should I go back to that? Should I make it a side hustle? Nothing wrong with that. But how did you get yourselves out of those situations, and what was it like to be in those situations? I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Roberto on you, and then let's just keep it to like like you know you know two minutes or three minutes if it's that, and then we'll go back and forth because we I want to make sure we get some more questions sure. in.
3: Um, so a lot of it had to do with the fact that I, I was bullied growing up, um, and that created a lot of like self esteem issues with me for a lot of times, even though I knew. I knew that what I was doing to me, I felt like it was good a lot of times or whatever. And even when I would show it to people who were like interested in it, as far as some of my work stuff, you know, that'd be great. And I'd get positive feedback and constructive criticism and encouragement. I think that that encouragement and a great community helped me stay creative and decide not to give up on my dreams of doing things that would be creative and artistic and have the results that I wanted. And to follow my dreams, I was encouraged to do that. But in general, even on my character and even on people just wanting to push me down for the sake of pushing me down, I was bullied a lot and beat up a lot uh, throughout elementary school, middle school, high school. It was just not popular to be a black art nerd, you know, and be into tech. And this is back in like the 90s and everything like that. It was, you know, not cool to be Steve Urkel. Today, if I went back, if I was like 10 years younger, a different generation, I might have been a rock star now. But, you know, with that being said, did i do that right. <laughs> but with that being said yeah. um part of the way that i got through it is for look for many years honestly for many years i didn't really get through it i just hung in there i just endured i just took it and right. a lot of times i actually believed the narrative i believed the criticism um you know i didn't like myself very much and it took really taking a hard look and being much more self aware and then really not taking and believing other people more than i was willing to believe myself to get there i had to become as Carlos said had to become my own biggest fan and the thing is it started with just becoming a fan of myself at all i really really did not like myself i mean this was really bad this was like wow if we could have afforded it at the time i probably should have sought professional help pretty bad you know and eventually what happened was because of having the right people in my life and having the right people uh, double down and tell me about my self-worth and then seeing it for myself, then taking a harder look at what I was doing and what I wanted to do and what my intentions were and the best people in my life and starting to slowly cut out the negative experiences and the negative people and the negative situations and double down on all the good stuff. That's what got me to a place where I started to feel good about myself, started to be able to work harder and more confidently, talk more, speak up for myself. Um, double down on and find out what my real voice and what my real vision was, go all in on it, believe in it, and not be swayed or deterred by what other people said or by my own um, failures in those early executions and saying and realizing those failures were not failures. They were opportunities to learn, which then became opportunities to win. So that's what it was. Oh, I love it. I love
1: it. And and before I we go on there, I just want to get Q's opinion on that, too, because I know you you've also had interesting journeys. And then I want both of you to talk about that transition point where you decided to say, I like myself and I'm going to build a business around that. So uh, you're OK. Turn,
2: so we won't get deep down into the history Uh, lesson of Q, but I will say there's (laughs) something to be said about trusting your gut. Um, I used to just hear that all the time. But when I actually learned to trust my gut, um, my business just blew up in a good way, of course. Um, And it's weird, you know, looking back, uh, I was never one of those, I really didn't ever care about what people thought about me. Um, I just kept going. Even as a young kid, I, I, everybody always thought I was that entitled girl and I got everything I wanted when in reality it was the complete, complete opposite. You know, I worked for everything that I have. And uh, I just, it's like, I trusted in myself when I was younger and even in, back in school, and I had no idea that I was trusting in my abilities and, um, and what I was about. So as I got older, you know, learning to trust my gut, you know, be, you know being comfortable in my own skin, just, I just started putting stuff out on the internet, like about food when I became a chef. I started, you know, giving my opinion about things, about food, about restaurants, about chefs, about technique, and then people just started trusting me like I trusted in myself and my own abilities. And so my marketing company was completely accidental. I thought I was just going to be that food blogger forever, which I love doing. By the way, I love giving my opinion about food. But, you know, it just it this was just such an accidental business. And the way that I've pivoted throughout the five years is that, you know, whatever my clients want, I start moving in that direction. So I became a full service agency, you know, providing web design, SEO, you know, reputation management, which is one of my passions. Um, and also now I'm an event planner. Now I'm planning all sorts of stuff for people, but I do that in my sleep and it's stuff that I'm all passionate about. So people come to me for things that they know they can trust me with. And now my reputation is solid mm. um, in these spaces because I trust it in myself.
1: Cool. So transitioning here, um, now that you, you both have been appreciating who you are, what tips do you have for entrepreneurs? Three tips do you have for entrepreneurs in in terms of putting themselves out there and really just building and starting out? Roberto? <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Nicely nice
2: played.
3: <laughs> that was a uh, well-played uh, buying time there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But no. So the first one I would say is find your voice and your vision. You have to know... Uh, and believe in your own true story, your own true narrative, and know how that aligns to helping other people get where they want to be. Um, you know, uh, Brian Fanzo and I have talked a lot of times about how people become thought leaders, and it comes down to your voice and your vision. Are you putting something out there that is worth people following, and is it leading them to a place that they want to be and that they want to get to? So I would say that that's number one. Uh, number two, the, the passion and commitment to be consistent in your execution of whatever you're going to do um, and to be uh, creative in your approaches to it and to always make sure that you're considering the context of it. If you're not doing it Creatively, it's not going to be interesting enough to hold people's attention. If you don't have the right context, you're going to miss up. Even if it's a great execution, you're going to miss the mark and miss the ball. And then if you are doing great stuff, but you're not consistent, it's flash in the pan. It's not going to be sustainable. It'll never scale. And people may love you, but they won't rely on you. So that would be number two. Uh, my third one would be uh, focus on a sense of. Um, Community and creating awesome experiences for other people and looking for people who can create awesome experiences for you Uh, I'm here today because The fact that i'm in communities where I have opportunities to interact with people like carlos and like tayo and you know And that we can create value for each other create disproportionate value for other people that we interact with And before I let things come out of my mouth or before I take an action in the world I try to think am I creating awesome right now am I creating an awesome experience for another human being? Am I creating or am I destroying? Am I adding value or am I subtracting from the experience? And if we can all do that nine times out of 10, we'll all be in a better place. And so those are my three tips for entrepreneurs.
1: Prop bomb, you got send in some prop bombs for that. That's just bomb, 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 bomb. Yes. And then while we're sending prop bombs, bomb. we're gonna buy more time for Q because Q's got no, three tips. I'm ready. Oh, you're ready. ready.
2: What the Yo. heck? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, thank you right, for the right. time Roberto and I'm gonna piggyback off your last tip thank you yes I was born ready see you was know. born ready forgive oh, me come forgive
3: on me, forgive me, forgive
2: me. <laughs> I'm gonna send the the matching memo to Carlos next time uh,
3: all
2: right. <laughs> so Thanks. first tip first tip okay it's it's about entrepreneurship um you know, really focus on the social impact, building a community, pain points, um, not about the money, because, you know, there was a comment in the chat earlier about how can you be an entrepreneur or how can you start your own business if it's not something you're passionate about? People do it all the time. You know, people jump on the MLM pyramid scheme bandwagons because it's about the money, you know. Being focused on the money is, is never going to get you anywhere. It's not sustainable. It's not typically scalable. So focusing on the social impact, how you can help people, how, you know, the pain points of businesses, that's how you can really form a solid business and a solid future for yourself as an entrepreneur. Second tip, and this is purely out of my own experience, surround yourself with some of the greatest people uh, on earth you know people that you admire people that um, can help you when you're down or you're weak and people that know you you know i have moved around so many times in my life um, i've been in phoenix the longest and i have people that have known me since i was in sixth grade that really have helped um, bring me down to earth and and remind me of where i came from not that i ever forget but it's really helpful to have those people around and also in the same space as you and even your competitors you know there's enough business for everybody you know so you really can learn from each other so that's surround yourself with with amazing amazing people and that's something that i really have done and i could not live life without them um third q-tip okay is uh
0: nice. <laughs> i love it, Thank I you. My love. That's, it. that's amazing,
1: that's amazing. It's, the ears.
2: It's, it's all about the branding right and that's my actually ears not tip.
1: Up. my ears are perked up right all so right I'm gonna-
2: Self-awareness. Okay. And I'm going to do a shameless plug and Tyle, You'll appreciate this for my new blab coming out next week, next Tuesday at three 30 yes. or four 30, four 30 Arizona time, Phoenix time, um, is, is called marketing therapy and marketing therapy is not just about marketing. It's, it's actually about, um, you know, we also market ourselves as people, So it's not just about marketing a particular product or service. We market ourselves as people and we and it's really about being self-aware uh, so my third tip is you really need to do everything in your power to be self-aware and what that does is it actually helps you grow as a person and it also helps you learn about um, to take on that criticism and to determine whether or not it's challenging your character or challenging you know um, your execution and you really can stand your ground as to this is who I am and you're challenging me in the wrong way and, and I'm just going to ignore it or I'm going to accept it and thank you for helping me grow So be self-aware and marketing therapy next week, thank you.
0: Excellent, and that is hashtag real talk. (laughs) Anyways guys, before we wrap up, we uh, do this segment, I is there nodding his head No. Before we wrap up guys, we do this segment with our guests each and every week here in the Hustle Culture Podcast in which we wanna give our guests 30 seconds to pitch themselves, their business, and let the audience know where you can be found, it's our version of Shark Tank. So Roberto, let's bounce it back to you. You got 30 seconds, go. All
3: right, so you guys can find me and uh, all of my video content over at youtube.com slash robertoblake2 and I do a lot of different content there seven days a week. So check it out, there's stuff for creatives, entrepreneurs, so on and so forth. You can ask me questions anytime at Roberto Blake in Twitter. You can find me here on Blab, two shows a week, one on Mondays, one on Fridays. Please don't forget to subscribe and remember to create something awesome today. Boom. Excellent.
2: I don't know if I could beat that or match that for that matter. All right. So I am Q the everything as Vincent Orlick likes to say, um, Q the brand um, full service marketing agency focused on small, medium, large businesses and educating the masses about all things social media. So any questions as a manager or how to start a, a business in this space, I would love, love, love to help you. Um, and I love marketing reputation management. So this is something that I'm very passionate about, hence my new blab next week. Um, I'm also Q, the chef, for all the ramblings in my life or anything food or nutrition related. Um, and if you have food allergies or know someone that does, Q Approved is my upcoming startup um, that I'm trying to spread the word about. So um, I appreciate you, Carlos and Tayo, for having me on because this is, you know, these, this topic is something that, you know, I'm very passionate about and I love to share it with others. So thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no, we appreciate joining you joining us, Q. We appreciate you two for coming on last minute, helping us out, and really hotline blinging this whole thing up because hotline bling is everywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Boom!
1: <laughs> you you don't get the reference, Q, but there, there are a lot of hotline bling memes going on about, and it's basically everywhere. But that's guess. how much you, how much value you guys brought. Uh, you know, you you really you really brought down the house today, and um, thank you so much for doing that. Carlos, what's Hashtag real Talk? All
0: right, guys. We are going to transition. Thank you, Roberto and Q, for joining us. We are going to transition now over to our final segment, which is when Tayo and I do our Hustlers Spotlight of the Week. Wow. So this is where we talk about hustlers that are – Doing some big things out there, and we want to spotlight them and give them some love. So I'm going to turn it over to my co-host here, Mr. Tyle Roxon, with his Hustler Spotlight. <laughs> hey, that's what happens when you let me uh, introduce the segment, Tyo.
1: Oh, man. Oh, my Hustler Spotlight. Okay. <laughs> my Hustler Spotlight is... Gosh. All right. I it, I don't know if we can do famous but I don't know if we agreed on that. But one of the people that I, I was really impressed with this week was um Adele. Uh, I'm a very big, big, yeah. big fan of uh, Adele. But I, I was listening to to what she had come on. And, uh, you know, she recently released Hello, which is going to break every Blab record, uh, every sorry, Vivo record and YouTube record. But I was listening to her interview on the, on the podcast, um, a radio show, Radio One on Apple. And she said. You know, she at one point had written an album and it was all about motherhood and she scrapped the whole thing because she didn't feel like it was something that she wanted to do. But she said she wasn't gonna release an album until she was ready. So she waited, I think three, four years and released this one. And what she did was she waited for the story to come to her and she stayed true to herself. She didn't release one because people thought she was just, you know, she had to and she was Adele. So I was really impressed that someone as big as as her allowed the process to, to lead her to her art and she did it. And when it came out, it was obviously glorious and obviously amazing. And I'm not being biased, but I, I think it, it's a, it reminded me of an important lesson that don't do things because other people say you should do it. Do things because you want to do it, and do things that are authentic to who you are. So that that's my hustler spotlight. Although she's, you know, you know, she is Adele. So I didn't know that uh, you were big
0: Adele fan. I, I oh. thought you were gonna you were gonna mention hustler spotlight of the week is on Drake with his amazing music video that's just taken in social media
1: by storm hey yeah oh i had a feeling you were gonna do drizzy so i didn't want to take
0: that
1: no 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 i I mean you know i I like to surprise people because you you told you didn't tell me yours so i want to hear so so my
0: hustle my hustler spotlight of the week is actually our mutual friend anna hendrix and Anna is someone that we both are looking forward to having on the show here very soon. Anna is the uh, founder and CEO of uh, Arch, which is a digital agency. And uh, she's someone that I've come to connect and really enjoy engaging with over the last several months here through social media. Um she's doing really big things. She has these Wednesday wisdom videos that she puts on Facebook, she puts them on YouTube. She's constantly just spreading this amazingness, amazing energy and vibes and what really draws me in about Anna is her positivity and I think we need more folks like that in the community to step up and just be these positive you know forces, and she mixes her positivity in with her business savvy. So um, she has a very good following and reputation on social media. She's constantly blogging, writing about what's trending and what's coming out, and she's just doing big things. I know she's out there in your neck of the woods, Tyo, in New York, at a conference this week, in which her agency, um, I believe, was contracted to um, provide social media support for. Her. So again, Anna Hendricks, um, make sure that you guys out there follow her at. Anna Hendricks on Twitter, and um, she's just a great person I look forward to interviewing here on the show uh, very soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, you already know that's where I'm going. That's why as soon as the blab is over, we're going to grab coffee because she's got no, not it's coffee. <laughs> we're going to grab a late lunch before her um, a conference. But yeah, she's someone that you all should watch out for and just uh, engage with. She's full of positivity and wellness and just uh all-around good person to to interact with so there you have it adele And Anna Hendricks. In the same sense at the same time.
0: So before we wrap up, just want to say a big thank you to everyone that has jammed out with us here on Blab. You guys rock. I, I want to say that we were holding the spot for the top Blab for the last hour, and it couldn't have been possible without all of you amazing hustlers out there. Make sure that you download and subscribe to the Hustle Culture Podcast on iTunes. Please, please, please leave us a review. Because we yes. want to know what you guys think, and again, you know, this is all about trying to keep the community out there as amped up and inspired as possible. So, I'm gonna turn it over to yeah. you, my
1: man. Yeah, and I'm just gonna pick it back for what Carlos said. We need your help to get the podcast in the rankings, and the way to do that is your reviews, your subscriptions and you spreading the word we love that you guys continue to to share positivity and highlight and interact with us and we we love that you engage with us to keep us the top blab show for the last hour but um thank you so much for staying with us and we will be back next week as always los and i want to tell you use your difference to make a difference boom
0: peace thanks for listening to this episode of the hustle culture podcast Be sure to
1: subscribe on iTunes and keep on hustling.